You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Inspiration is at the heart <laughs> of all creation. Spark a dream that we're meant to follow. You're listening to the Extra Magic Hour, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Join the team in the studio as they bring you the spirit of Disney through park news, history, and tips and tricks to make your Disney Parks vacation even more magical. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Extra Magic Hour, where Disney Parks podcast brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Disinsider.com. We're here for another magical night. Talk all things Disney parks. And I'm gonna look over here because they're all trying to distract me while I do my opening. But I'm gonna continue talking and <laughs> we're gonna talk Disney 100. <laughs> Once shirts talk- come off, he loses gonna, his focus. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah, that was it. We're gonna talk Disney 100. We're gonna talk um Little Disney Parks Did You Know. Sam's got a little bit different feature, which I'm really excited about tonight. Let's get into it. Samantha, how are you doing this week? I it's went there. Been a, it's been a week for the books, <laughs> but I am alive and I am yeah. well, and I am here with some of my favorite people. So it is good. Good, good, good. Glad Gratitude. to have you in. Glad to have you in. Miss Nicole, how are you? Disconnected. Bluetooth connected. No, what's happening? Bluetooth was disconnected. Um, oh. It's okay. We're good. Uh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I agree with Sam. Like, I was super, super excited for tonight to talk Disney and find out how Big L's trip was and hang out with my girl Sam. And go. I'm off tomorrow. So well, that's there you like, go. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So life is good. Like so what day. are you doing tomorrow on your day off? So I have the most amazing coffee date scheduled. I am meeting with Kim from Getaway Today, and we're going to have girl time and have coffee nice. uh, virtually, of course, in my right. pajamas. And we are going to get some behind-the-scenes fun things from Getaway Today and the 100th anniversary and what they have coming up. Maybe we'll get like a little preview of things that haven't come out yet. I don't know. So stay posted. Absolutely. So that'll probably come out on Monday. Um, Well, this this show will come out on Friday like it normally does sometime. And then uh, that one will probably come out on Monday. So I look forward to the conversation. I usually do those. It's going to be nice to have someone else talking to Kim. Kim loves you. So um, it's going to be I'm fun. So I'm so excited. I'm looking I'm forward so to that excited. conversation. That'll be fun. Um, Big L, the man himself, Lou, Lou Dog, Lou Diamond Dog, Lou Dogwater. If you listen, oh, to, the, if you listen to the live, you know. There you go. How you doing, brother? I am doing good. I'm just going to say 
sorry now for my opinions on the Disney 100. <laughs> but I'm doing why do great. Think, why do you think that I'm excited about having you give us those opinions? <laughs> we'll get your view today. We'll get Kim's view tomorrow, and we'll see how close they are. You also know. You also know that when Lewis gives his opinion, I'm going to p- complain about his complaining. <laughs> and then yes. his sister, his sister will love it. Yeah, she yeah, tells everybody that story. She when you're like, "Does this anything make you happy?" She texted me during that thing, and I just see it pop up. It's like she got you. Yes. <laughs> um, that needs to things- be the name of this show. Does anything make you happy? Okay, that's fair. Let's remember that. Does anything make what was it? Dirty water. <laughs> dog dirty water. Dog water. Dog water. <laughs> dirty water. <laughs> tell me, tell me you're not hip without telling me you're not hip, Nicole. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally true. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's get into this. Lewis, I have a question for you. If if you want to go on a radar shows and like, you know, leave like a, a five-star review or something, where would you go to, to do that? Do you think? It's a very good question. Do you not know? Cause I just I, throw that at you out of nowhere. You did. When you said Lewis and I was like, Oh, he's calling me out. I was like, no, it's actually, we haven't asked for reviews for a long time on, on any of our stuff. You can look yeah. like on Google, iTunes, Spotify, there's spots to write us. If you like our shows, Give us a five-star rating. I'm sorry to throw you on the bus like that. but uh, right, man. I'm gonna Literally um, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Wealth Department Podcast. Yeah. It's easier to find if you just Google it, honestly. Instead of trying to find, you just type Wealth Department Podcast, it takes you everywhere. So. We are all over the Google. It's crazy. Nicole, let me ask you a question. Shit. Where can you actually find like our shows, like our social media accounts? What? Where would you look? You want to follow along with us, What? What? Where would? where would you look? Go to Instagram. Right. And what would it Go be on your Instagram? Walt Department Podcast. Right. Look at that. Boom. So I kind of threw her a layup, Lewis. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just gonna Can you out. throw me the next one? I will. Um, so if you want to support the show and, you know, be friends with us and uh, talk to us and give us advice and give us ideas for shows and um, be on the most complicated platform I've ever been on, Discord, um, it really is. I, I am so confused by it. Um, Sam, my 17 year old is on Discord. Everyone is, but you, you to get on Discord, Cole. I sent Ooh, you the so link. I'm in an, I can't hear you. What? Oh, you're bre- breaking up. <laughs> so, yes, actually, Discord has been a, an amazing way for us to connect with our fans, but to be able to get access to our Discord, you need to join us on Patreon. So, we have a few different tiers, some of those tiers are like our supporter level tiers where you can join us on discord, be involved in, you know, our behind the scenes show planning, just hanging out with the cast kind of, so to speak. There are some tiers that offer you exclusive access to our interviews before they are released on podcast platforms. You get to sit backstage of those interviews. Some interviews, you even get to join the panel. Um, if you are in that tier, you get exclusive merch, behind-the-scenes footage, it is definitely worth it to join our Patreon. You can look for us on Patreon at Walt's Apartment, a Disney podcast, or you can look at the link tree in our Instagram bio. Yes. We got all that out of the way. Let's get into some Disney Parks news, because that's what we're all here. We all love the Disney Parks, right? That's what it's about. That's why I started this show 
Except for Lewis. He hates everything. Right, right, right. (laughs) But we love... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so um, we're going to talk about some news, some fun things about the parks. We're going to end with um, Sam's feature on on uh, the can Carolwood Carolwood Express. Don't okay. spoil it. You're okay, spoiling. So. Well, my I want to make people stay to till the end. Yes, we are doing okay. a little history segment instead of yes. an imagineering segment. Right. Let's get into it. Let's talk about some parks news. I'll start off because mine's kind of small. Um, Hyperion Theater at DCA Disney's California Adventure and Disneyland Resort. Uh, there's now a job posting for a show coming out this summer. Um, speculation is that it's Hercules. Hercules Live. Hercules, I don't know. Hercules, I don't know what. Hercules. Oh, little baby Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him doing such a big thing. Oh, little baby Hercules. <laughs> we did that at work today, so that's where that came from. So Hercules. I love that movie. It makes you, makes you want to watch it. But so Hercules. I don't know why it's Hercules because the article really said nothing about Hercules, but I've heard that like three different times that it's Hercules. Um, are we okay with Hercules in the Hyperion Theater, or do we want Rogers the Musical for real? I mean, let's be real; it's next to Avengers Campus. I think that's the perfect thing. Is is Rogers the Musical? What do you guys think? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on it. It only takes structure. And, and you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying Oh yeah, I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, 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 look. We all artists, man. We go you feel me? We gonna have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right with now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta lie, don't play with it. Play with it. No. Take that shit. Serious. I don't think you should believe everything you hear. It was the OC register? So I mean, they're pretty reputable. It wasn't WDWNT. So I do know anything. that the company wants to do more with Hercules. Mm-hmm. Even a live action. Yes, they're talking live action and stuff. So I can see them trying a stage show to kind of try it out before they invest fully in live action. Uh, And as Marvel lovers, yes, we all want Rogers the musical. But there are a lot of people that that would fall dead on. I don't think so. uh, (sighs) Okay. Do you think that more people who go to the Disney parks have seen Hercules? Okay, that's fair. Or have seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's fair. That's a good point. And like, it was Hawkeye, yeah. Oh, it was, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Oh my God, here we go already. We're going to go explicit I forgot it was Hawkeye. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It was was a Disney Um, Plus show. That's all I remember. (laughs) I know, Sam, I don't think, you've never been to to, to California. I have not um, been to Disneyland, no. Lewis and Lewis and Nicole, you guys, did you guys see Frozen when it was there? Mm-hmm. The Frozen show? Yeah. It's like an hour long. It's like an hour long Broadway style musical. They did a great job with it, I thought. It's probably she, not as fun as the one at Epcot. Just saying. Okay. That's actually. I, that's I know she studios. changes her I outfit in the Hollywood middle. Studios. 
she spins around and she does this thing and then she whips it around and she's in the Elsa dress all of a sudden. It's pretty cool. I don't know how she does it, but they, they put have the frozen some, sing along. They put some effort yes, into and yes. in, into it for sure. But you guys okay with Hercules? That's kind of so. Like Sam said, Her- Hercules is big. So I think Hercules would be tight because you can really have that comedic aspect. Because one thing I think Aladdin had right. that Frozen didn't have. Aladdin, the genie, was playing off of everyday uh, challenges. He'd make jokes. He'd break that fourth wall. And not only that, Aladdin, it saturated that Hyperion theater where it grew in there. It evolved in there. Frozen was good, but Frozen, it it went stale real quick because it was the same show Mm -hmm. each and every time. Mm -hmm. Um, They built themselves into a a box that they couldn't get out of there. Hercules, if you bring the comedy from Pain and Panic, mm-hmm. Hades, um, yeah. uh, Phil, you can have all those characters really break that fourth wall. I think Hercules would be a, a good show. Is it the right location? That's where the critical part is. <laughs> yeah. But then again, Hollywood, the Hollywood land, it's always up in disarray. So yeah. I'm in. That's, yeah, that's, that's, so, that's a good point. I That's why I think that the frozen sing-along at Walt Disney world is such like something that you can repeat doing over and over because mm-hmm. it's a different experience every time because of the comedic value that can be added based off. That actually of, makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about it that way. Based off of the crowd that's there. Yeah. So like when you can supply a certain amount of like audience interaction and mm-hmm. have a show that goes like into that, I think it makes a difference. And I agree about Hades and pain and panic. That'd be like, fun. That actually like if you think great. about Aladdin, like Jafar is not funny at right. all. Hades is hysterical. Right. Ur- like cool. Ursula, Hades, those are like the villains that we want to see right. represented that we can connect to on that comedic level. That actually so. makes really good sense. Nicole, what do you think? I agree. And actually, that's what I was going to say um, is like breaking down that fourth wall and those characters being mm-hmm. able to to come out of that and be able to bring bring forth that. Um, I agree. Okay. I think it's going to be good. And I like that it's something a little bit, I mean, what, Hercules is from the 80s? Like, right? Am I right? I think no. Mid-90s? Mid-90s, I think? Yeah, really? it, was, it, was, it was after the Disney Renaissance. It was mid to oh. late 90s, I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not as old as I thought, but like, I like that they're bringing in something comical and something that can be like a participation and can be different. Like Sam said, like depending upon what your audience holds that time and where you go with it, I think it, I think it will be fun. Mm-hmm. Only thing I hope though, is I hope they don't shortcut it. Cause frozen frozen relied a lot on the uh, projection mapping, the the digital floor, they didn't have a whole lot of amazing sets. Not only that, special effects like Aladdin had. That magic carpet scene where it flows flies over the audience was epic. Unfortunately, they had to halt it because of a pretty bad accident. But hopefully Hercules, they spend the time to really build some awesome sets. Hercules, please. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to point something out here also that's kind of like a, fir- a first on any of our shows. We all agree with Lewis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, this is kind of, it might be a first. This is groundbreaking. It kind of is. I mean, we, 
And he had positive things to say. We <laughs> like it. I'm growing. Like this is huge. I'm so He's proud like, of you, Lewis. God, yeah. you. Good job. A little, a little Lewis. So when you stopped the conversation, I thought you guys heard what was in the background. So just to throw it out there. Oh, we did. Rue, Rue must have been coming down the hallway pretty loud. Classic Rue. And he keeps singing. I like big butts, the whole from Beelor. <laughs> and he's all, I like big butts that I cannot see. And I'm like, what? Like, he doesn't know the words all the way, but he just comes flying down the hallway singing that right now. So when you said, Listen. hold on, hold on, I was hey, like, whatever. did he just hear that? Listen, if Rue mm-hmm. likes big butts and he cannot see, that's a good thing for Rue. It is actually. Yeah. The, the butt is that big. That's the fair, second, that's the second half part. of that chorus always changed with the I like big butts is always the same. And he just changes the rest. And I'm like, what did you say? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. Can I teach him the real words? I'll teach him the real words. So never stop singing it. Oh, okay. So let's move. (laughs) Classic Rue. Doing big Rue things. These unpaid interns. Doing doing big Rue things for sure. Sam, tell us about what's happening this month in the parks as it concerns Black History Month. I absolutely will. So February just began, obviously. Guests at Walt Disney World Resort are able to explore more traditional ways to celebrate soulfully during Black History Month. Uh, There's a couple experiences that have been added, art, music, food. So the Festival of Arts is in full swing. You'll be able to meet a few Black artists featured in this year's festival lineup. Karan Regis, Bethancourt. Karan and Regis Bethancourt are the founders of Creative Soul Photography. They're going to be at the American Adventure Pavilion to showcase their reimagined visions of classic Disney princesses through dolls, costumes, and photographic prints. And there's actually going to be a gallery exhibit featuring life-size dresses and natural hairstyled wigs for the first time ever. Uh, Black Broadway performers are going to be featured during Disney on Broadway concert series. Uh, L. Steven Taylor for The Lion King, Kissy Simmons for The Lion King, and Michael James Scott for Aladdin. Uh, Disney Springs Art Walk, a canvas of expression, already has two very popular artists of Everett Sprewell and David Anthony Geary. They are going to be joined by two new Black artists of Ernest Shaw and Anika Jones. So you'll be able to celebrate the work of four Black artists on the Art Walk. If you visit Disney Disney Springs, you'll be um, you know that there's a Motown experienced live entertainment on Monday nights. This February, Black Music will take center stage with Black musicians featured on all three main Disney Springs stages: Sunday, Monday, and Thursday nights. Animal Kingdom obviously supports a lot of African culture with the drummers and the Caribbean Street themed parties. Those things are going to continue. There's going to be a lot of art available. At the Conservation Station, this is super exciting, you can uncover the secrets of Disney's first, Disney's first Black animator, Floyd Norman, who, if you don't follow on social media, go follow Floyd Norman. He is absolutely hysterical. I just um, saw something that he posted of what Walt would be like walking through the studios today. It's absolutely hysterical. I will share that on social media for you guys because Floyd Norman's art is hysterical and it is beautiful. You will be able to find fun magic shots featuring Princess Tiana in her element at Tiana's place. Can we go back to Floyd Norman for a second? We can if you'd like to. So so it's funny you mentioned that 
I saw a post he made today. And then here's my message to his Facebook. Mr. Norman, would you like to be a guest on our podcast? <laughs> Literally did that like an hour and a half ago. David he, actually interviewed Floyd Norman when we yeah, were part of the decast, and it was really cool. So he's amazing. He's, he's awesome. He Bye. is. Um, and then Penny from the Proud family and friends from the uh, and other people from the Proud family, you can get some shots across property with. And then there's going to be a lot of soulful cooking, a lot of food for Black History Month. Some new items debuting for February include shrimp and grits at Tiffin's in Disney's Animal Kingdom, Tiana's Mardi Gras shake, which is a cinnamon vanilla milkshake topped with a Mardi Gras king cake donut served at Hollywood Studios or at Hollywood Scoops in Disney's Hollywood Studios. That sounds phenomenal. Gumbo with chicken, andouille sausage, okra, and seasonings at ABC Commissary in Hollywood Studios. Pineapple mule cocktail with Uncle Nearest Tennessee whiskey, pineapple juice, ginger beer, and mint available at Geyser Point in Disney's Wilderness Lodge. A soulful Sunday dinner at the Artist Palette at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. And Jamaican jerk chicken frites. Featuring okra? Yes. Feature, uh, featuring sweet and hot jerk marinated chicken, pineapple salsa. Pineapple salsa is freaking amazing. Scotch, scotch bonnet aioli and fries available at the D- Daily Poutine in Canada. That sounds good. At Disney, no, that's at Daily, Daily Poutine's in Disney Springs. I take that back. It's in Disney Springs. Can we get back uh, to your guys' thoughts on okra? What do you guys think of okra? I like okra if no. it's uh, cooked properly. It has to be fried. Yeah. How about same. people? You're shaking your head, yes. Yeah. Louis, you ever had okra? I've had it once. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I mean, anything fried is, is a good day. Wait a minute. This is this is this is four for four. Again, we're all agreeing. This is this is crazy. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, so, <laughs> so basically there are some black artists, black Broadway performers some soulful food, some amazing exhibits at the American Adventure, lots of great things going on for Black History Month. So go ahead and check it out and engage yourself in some of that culture. There's no peanuts in this Cracker Jack. That's weird. Sorry. Sean has ADHD. (laughs) They're good, though. That or it's something else because he can't find his nuts. Damn. Burn. Burn. It just got hot in here. Damn. Lewis out of nowhere. Throwing some of that dog water your way. Or dirty water. Dirty water. Dirty water. Wait, this just reminded me of our Patreon exclusive clip about nuts. Oh, geez. So if you have not joined our Patreon to see that Marvel (laughs) Tribe exclusive on nuts, you should. Was that like Dairy Queen? And we got into uh, it. Don't spoil it. Let them All make right. them join the Patreon, okay, man. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Join now. Okay. Do better. I think all that stuff sounds great. I like that. I mean, everything there sounds good. Um, thoughts? What are your guys' thoughts on the Black History Month celebration at the Disney parks? More like Walt Disney World, it sounds like there. Cause that's yeah, that was park. mostly Walt Disney World. Yeah, that's yeah fair. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. It, I feel like I love that they're starting to do more like soul things. Like it seems like a lot of people are celebrating accordingly, Mm -hmm. you know, this culture 
and but they're bringing forth like some roots right and um i love that disney is doing that because they do do that for so many different things and i i love that they're bringing back some traditional entrees traditional snacks and they're keeping it very appropriate to the park so i'm here for it i love it I, I think I would be most excited to see the exhibit at the American Adventure with the dresses and the natural hairstyles. Yes. So, like, that has never been done before. So to bring that to the American Adventure, I think is empowering. I love it. So fun fact, when I was a little girl, I had my best friend was African-American and I came home from kindergarten the first day of kindergarten and I told my mom, like, you know, oh, you know, that's my friend, her, I won't give her name, oh, well, her name's Danielle, I, we don't talk anymore, um, and that, I won't give her name out, Danielle, totally yeah, Danielle. well, you know what I mean, Danielle, um, her skin is darker, and so I didn't understand why mine was so, like, pasty, and hers was so much more beautiful than mine, and my mom said, it's because God cooked her a little bit longer, honey, like, you're all the same, you just, like, so she explained culture to me in that way of just like how everyone has different colored skin. Mm-hmm. And then like the next year I came home crying because I couldn't have hair like her. And she had the most beautiful Afro and her mom had the most beautiful and she, it was gorgeous. And I had this long, long straight hair. And I was like, I just want her hair. Like, why can't I have it? Like, can we do something about this? And I just remember being so sad as a little girl, like so sad. Rue's back. Anyway. Yeah. What, what up, Rue? What up, Rue? What up, up Rue? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, this weekend we got to go, a few of us got to go to MouseCon in Bakersfield. We met Joey there. And um, found out where Sean was conceived. We did. We found out that information. That was, um, yeah. But so we were walking through. Nicole, real quick thoughts on MouseCon. What'd you think? My true thoughts? Yeah, please. Or like my censored thoughts? No, this is a real show. It's fine. I I know your true thoughts. So go ahead. Nicole, (laughs) most people that we've had on the show have said they will never go back to Bakersfield Comica or uh, MouseCon. So it's fine. Just go for it. Here we go. The vendors super great. Like everybody was super great. I got to hug and kiss on Margaret Carey. She loves me. We're BFFs. Didn't get her picture because it cost too much. The guests who go there are like brothers, sisters, and moms and dads. They all sleep together. They all have kids together. Like something was wrong. Like it was not normal, and I was totally freaked out. Explains I why lie. Sean was conceived there. <laughs> like, okay, fun fact. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Are you your own uncle? Like, that's Maybe. where we're gonna go with it. Is this. your like, dad also your uncle? My dad's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sean. Oh well, is was he your uncle? Man, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't meet him. I didn't meet him till I was nineteen yeah. years old. It was just like really like it was, it was an different. experience. Um, sure. I would have liked to much have like seen... our fan base in Alabama. Yeah, 
sorry. Um, I would have liked to have seen um, a little bit more, like there's a lot of artists out there. I did score like a really great, you guys aren't even listening, you're literally dying of laughing right now. This is epic. So epic. Oh. I see you, Rue. <laughs> trying to I figure out you. what Rue was doing in the camera. <laughs> yeah. He's living his best life. Okay. I'm listening, Cole. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Continue. So, no, it's fine. Like it just, it just was a whole thing, right? Like it was interesting and, and I, and I'm just not sure that I'll ever go back. Yeah. Well, we already committed to go back next year, so we're going to have to go. Yeah. And the food was really Lewis, gross. Lewis, your face is bright red. What is he doing, Lewis? I, I don't know, but right now with him dancing the way he is, it just reminds me of that scene from Moana when we're all trying to be serious and the one kid's all. <laughs> that's what he reminds you of right now. He's just, yeah. Okay. So I keep looking down because I see him in my camera. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was there. <laughs> we were walking around and um, we walked up to this one booth and this guy had this baggie. He had this baggie. Or no, it wasn't a baggie. It was just a stack of these. So I, I picked these up. And these are their, their ticket books from their, their, the ticket books that you, Disneyland used to have. All right? So there's the books. And there's some D attractions, some A attractions. Can't hear you. You're muted. You're muted, bro. <laughs> Yo. No. Yo, you're, you're muted. Mu you're done. So what Sean's trying to say is he found these ticket books that this man was passing out. I wasn't there, but I'll tell the story. He passed out these tickets. This guy was passing out these ticket books, and Sean grabbed a handful of them, and they're sitting with him right now. Oh, look, Sean's unmuted. Yeah. I was telling about so your ticket books. So it started out 40 bucks. Right. And we talked them down to 15 because I'm a car salesman. So I bought all these books for 15. I figured we can give some of these out to some people and stuff on the show. That was just a long way to get to that story. I'm sorry about my mic. I hit the mute button. I suck. Let's move on to Nicole's story. Nicole, you've been trying to find out something for the past, I mean, since we've seen like what's going to happen with Disney 100. But we're saving Lewis for last because we're going to get into Disney 100 thought. But, um, Nicole, you you want to know why everything was freaking perfect? You found okay, out. So this, this yeah, answer, like right? for okay. real, Give very anticlimactic. Okay. Very. I was trying to build it up this, for you. You weren't doing a good job, though. I'll be honest. Yeah. So let me just get situated here because this is really serious. Literally, I have been searching. Disney has a purpose for everything. Everything. The lemon dessert the chili, the whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what the heck is going on with this purple? I don't like it. It's everything's purple and silver. It's not Disney. What is it? It has to be something. And if I know what the purpose is, maybe I'll like it. Mm -hmm. Right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like they should have gone more like black, white, and gray for like Steamboat Willie or they should have gone just red and black. Like Long story short, for a month, right? It's because it represents a hundred. 
Like that's it. So very few, like each year, like significant year, like how, like every, no one's paying attention to me. They're just paying attention to Rue because he's hilarious. Okay. So like 25, 50, 75, like those all have colors that go with it. A hundred, although it's the only like unofficial number that doesn't have like a proper color, people have followed suit and it's typically purple and silver for 100. So yes, it's royalty. And yes, there's some other things that people were speculating, but it actually has to do with the fact that typically, although 100 is rare, it goes with the purple and silver. So that's it. Yeah. Nothing, nothing exciting. I was hoping. So is that kind of like the... 25th anniversary is diamond type thing. I don't know. Who, who are you? Who? Me? Me? Sean. No, we can't oh, we hear can. you, Sean. Gosh, Sean, you suck. No, you're muted. You're muted, bro. And now that you're time muted. I was actually just had it turned down because I was eating Cracker Jacks. I'm sorry. I'm. You need to get your life together, Sean. Okay, sorry. You're okay. done. Um, Don't call me dumb. I mean, come on. I didn't say dumb. I said done. Said done. Oh, okay. You're done. Right. Okay. Like Texas right. done. Oh, the princess is here. <laughs> um, what were you saying, Sam? Like how certain anniversaries are certain colors or certain things. Like first anniversary is paper, so it's kind of like that yes. kind of thing. Yes. So it's like platinum, which is then silver colored, which is then purple, which is royalty, which you must be royal if you make it to 100. Like Clearly, I am. So I'll see y'all on my 100th birthday. Yes. And I will make sure I'm in purple and silver to match you. It'll be great. Yeah. So that was my long go. Like I had been trying for all this time. Well, there we go. Now we know. Sorry to bore you. That was it. Okay, so do we? I, I want to do our getaway today spot really quick before we get into Lewis's um, Disney 100. We got questions for Lewis. We were supposed to be there. Stuff came up, didn't happen. So we'll be back in two minutes after we hear about our friends at Getaway, getaway. Today. That's right. Okay. Well, hello, and welcome to Let's Get to Know Our Sponsor. Getaway Today has been helping Disney vacation dreams come true since 1990. Whether you choose to visit the happiest place on earth or travel to Orlando and beyond, they want to help you. Need to know the best hotel in the area? What theme park tickets should you buy? Have a last minute change? No worries. Their travel experts are always here to help. Want to book a cruise and don't know where to start? Hey, they can help with that too. They will help you find the perfect cruise for your vacation, whether it is your first time or you're a well-seasoned cruiser. When you book your cruise with one of the Getaway Today's experts, you will have a dedicated agent to help you every step of the way. They take care of the details so you can have the most fun. Getaway Today has layway, peace of mind travel, allowing you to cancel or make changes up to 72 hours in advance. You will always have the most up-to-date vacation information, both pre-arrival 
and upon your welcome. Getaway Today will guarantee the best prices with no hidden fees. And every time you book through Getaway Today, they will donate a portion back to a charitable organization in your area. And so far, over $4.5 million has been donated. So click the link in our show notes to start your Disney vacation planning for more information and the best deals. Tell them Walt's Apartment sent you. And until next time, enjoy the view from Walt's Apartment. Yes, get away today. Get you some. Let's go. Lewis, January 27th, first day of Disney 100. You're there first thing in the morning. I want to know, first off, did you get a boarding group? Did you try to get a boarding group? I did try to get a boarding group, and I did not get a boarding group. Okay. I was. I had my phone, my alarm set at 6.30 a.m., and then every five-minute increments, and then at 6.50, I sat down in the hotel room and was refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Bro, you're seven, muted. Seven o'clock hit, and it was gone. And I was like, what in the world? But I did hear a lot of people say they didn't get a boarding group. But after I, so I ended up getting to the park, me, my wife, my kiddos, as soon as we uh, got in, I booked Lightning Lane. <laughs> For me, Lightning Lane is the way to go because two things. One, you have the option to now see your time frame when you know you can go into Toontown and into Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. But not only that, the second thing is, <clears throat> is cast members – for those of us that want to see everything and all things Disney, they allow you to jump in general queue. So if you don't want to take lightning lane, the path, you can jump in the general queue. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And for me, I wish I'd have known that beforehand because we jump in lightning lane. We follow the rules. We went there, went down the lightning lane route is cool. You see some of the cool um, line queue stuff. Nowhere near as much as uh, general standby. Right. The Lightning Lane queue is really meant for Lightning Lane. Like it's a lot of cool posters. You get a few entrances where you see some cool stuff, but nowhere near as much as the general queue. But okay. man, it was pretty good. I didn't even think about that. To be totally honest, I didn't think about having the two different lines and yeah. that it would change the experience. Like, because the other lightning lanes, I don't feel it changes my experience. Well, Guardians it does. Guardians it does because you, you just go right. Well, I don't ride Guardians. So, okay. but like that makes sense. Like I never thought about I that. I didn't think that's, about it until he really mentioned that. Yeah. No, that's like a really good point. Yeah. So, I mean, Toontown, as we've talked on the show, I have multiple reasons why Toontown is my favorite land. And it was, it's looking nice. There are some things that they haven't changed, whether that's to be more inclusive to everything. Um, but they made Toontown more of a family rest spot. Mm -hmm. So out, right out front of Roger Rabbit, there's the like park area. And it's right. all the artificial grass trees benches oh. stuff like that a whole spot of that fake grass and honestly 
It was it's a really nice <laughs> hangout spot. A nice shaded spot, a nice spot where you can cut the kiddos loose, let them just run around there for a minute while you're taking a load off your feet. They took the um, fountain out, right? They took the okay. fountain out, yes. Okay. Um, they took the fountain out. They took out the um, Toontown gazebo. Mm-hmm. Um, the trolley's gone. All the tracks are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you could only see from the restrooms tor- towards Roger's Rabbit, okay. um, but you couldn't see anything more than that. Um, it looks really clean. It looks really nice. The paint's all fresh. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Railway Railway, it fits, the facade fits in perfectly. You almost don't realize, besides the giant El Capitune sign, you almost don't realize that they built that ride there. It just seems like it's natural. Um, but the ride itself, though, it's I, I give it like an 8. 8 out of 10. Okay. I liked it, but given what you they've done with like rise of the resistance and the screen projectors the practical effects the all in one mickey and minnie's runaway railway kind of falls short of that it's it's a little too quick it's a little too quick um it almost doesn't make sense why you're on the ride you kind of just get a bunch of monopoly stuff you're like okay you're dancing one moment you're on a horseback train you're like all right it's a fun ride for toontown Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I think it's going to lose some steam like Spider-Man did. Everyone's going to love it. It's always going to stay busy. But I don't see it being Rise of the Resistance will hold the throne a little bit longer just because you have the projection screens and you do have the practical effects. As where Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway does not have that. But it's a beautiful, fun ride for Toontown. And it gives a little bit more for Toontown and Fantasyland in general. It gives a little bit more love to that area of the park that hasn't seen a big investment in some time. Okay. Which yeah. is good because it's the 30th anniversary of Toontown this year. So I, yep. I, it's it's good timing for that. <clears throat> and and I'm opened. so excited. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm so excited for them to have that organic play, even though I despise fake grass. I'm very excited that this is a place where parents can let their kids, you know, kind of out of the strollers and they can get their wiggles out when they're super tired. You're not trying to, you know, um, micromanage them. And much of that aspect is gone out of the park. And so I'm really excited. um, I can't wait to see it all. That's going to look great Mm -hmm. when they have all of it there. And they opened it before. Super, super Nintendo world. So I thought that was very smart on their part to make sure that they got that first. So they got that first little jab into 2023. Then you're going to have Super Mario Land or whatever it's called open up in February. Well, it is February now. And then in March, the rest of Toontown opens. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think they they played it smart, too. They opened that ride because they knew it was ready. They yeah. start doing the virtual queues. And honestly, I think virtual queue is going to be a thing until... Toontown is fully open because I after agree with that, you. you can't really do virtual queue because of the fact that that land is going to be so packed with everybody trying to see it, mm-hmm. meet Mickey, meet Minnie, all that. But what one thing I am excited about for Toontown is all of the interactive features that they have now either brought back or brought back to where it's safe and appropriate i guess you could say the ball pits no longer a germ pit stuff like that but right. a lot of the uh interactive stuff is now even more interactive and also gives toontown that feel it had 
Because a lot of stuff, a lot of the key things that made Toontown are gone. The ball pit, the Chippendales ball pit, the bounce house for Goofy, all of that stuff was, it's gone. It's either not safe or claimed it's not safe, stuff like that. And so I'm glad they brought a lot of stuff back to give Toontown that interactive feel. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty cool. I mean, the amount of people that were there, I mean, heck, I ran into I ran into the, the Cali Bay. Yes. Ran into Just Das Danny, Adam the Woo, Fresh Baked was there. Uh, Adventures with David was there. I mean, and then even just watching YouTube the day after, there were so many other people there that I didn't get a chance to run right. into because I was literally ping-ponging from Toontown to Star Wars Land to, to uh, Fantasyland. We just stayed in those back corridors. I mean, the castle, oh, my gosh. The castle is something to sit and stare at for a little while. You don't realize how much a little, a few little bonnets and some fountains really change the scheme of the entire castle. It, it is really nice. Um, but overall, the 100, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do in the parks, but I think I'm, I'm more excited to see really what Disney does as a celebration for Disney. It's cool to throw it in the parks, but where are some special features for Disney plus? Where are the D 23 events? Where are, how are you really going to flex this hundred celebration? But overall the foods look amazing. I didn't get to try any of them, unfortunately, but the entire event, well done, well done. And you really walked in the park and really felt that magic again, which was really awesome. Oh, you just blew my mind, man, because you, you you were like talking smack, like, wait till you hear, wait till you hear my opinion. I thought you're going to have your opinion, but your opinion is that you liked it. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was, it wasn't bad. It, it's almost like getting a perfect dinner and right. you're like, you know what, it, just, it, needs, it needs salt. So there's, you can definitely armchair imagineer and say, oh, they mm-hmm. could have did this better. They could have did that better. But honestly, they gave you enough to walk out where you're like, you know what, I enjoyed it. Could they do better? Absolutely. But overall, it was a home run for them. What could they have done better? Like, when you say that, like, with interactions, are you talking about? Are you talking, like... Armchair Imagineer it, Lewis. Let's go. So, all right. So, for me, if you're going to kick off the Disney 100, the cavalcades need to go away. They could have had a... Like they did with Mickey's birthday. They have that little mini-style parade. The mm-hmm. cavalcades mm-hmm. are a bust. I mean, we've seen that they can do parades. So not having a parade on the Disney 100, I feel like that's where they dropped the ball one. They were okay. going to bring back Magic Happens, but Magic Happens, I'm not a big fan of that parade. And you're not, that's not going to be a wow factor since it was already out. So I disagree with you one. on that. I will disagree. I think that it was only out for two weeks. And it got great reviews. And we, we've, we've talked about this before, before we were the other night. And um, I, I've never seen it in person either, but I, I completely think they didn't bring it out the same day because you couldn't have had a, you couldn't have had that parade on the first day of all this stuff. There would have been no way. That's why it's coming out this month, but I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I no, disagree. A- I think magic happens is going to be a huge, that's and the Cali Bay has said this Mondo has said that he's looking at that as the highlight of the year for, for Disneyland is that parade coming back because it never got it to do because only out for two weeks before COVID happened and they had to shut it down. So yeah, sorry. I, that parade for me, if, especially if you're going to compare it to like its predecessor, uh, Soundational, I think Soundational was 10 times better. Magic happened just seems, 
it's not a bad parade, but it's very sloppy. You have all their key moneymaker projects in the front of the parade, and then they just kind of threw everybody towards the back and said, oh, if this is filler. I mean, rearrange the floats. But they could have did a parade, whether that was an actual full, full-fledged full parade or a Disney 100 parade, they could have did that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I think it's a solid ride. But since they were building that from the ground up and they didn't have to use a building like uh, Walt Disney World did, they could have added a little bit more practical effects. There's some there's some scenes in there that you see, and it's a, just a giant black wall where you see the effect on how this is working. Mm-hmm. Could have hit that a little bit better, but okay, we'll take it. Um, the overall celebration, I mean, Disney Plus Day, we got Mickey ears. Disney 100, there was nothing, not even balloons that they're but hanging out. technically, it's not 100. Didn't they open in July? Well, it's Disney 100 for the company, which is technically October sixteenth, uh, but yeah, they're starting so, in January. But so maybe I mean, though, like October sixteenth, we will get some swag. Maybe, but I don't see it happening because you're not going to have like two grand openings. You're going to have this was the kickoff event, so this would have been your event to really show and and show off what you can do. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. The purple is not the most pleasant thing to see, and it is very saturated in the park. Like almost overwhelming saturated. Yeah. Um, I didn't think the black, gray, and white for the platinum that would have been tight for Steamboat Willie. Um, there is the kind of slight ball drop on the decoration. So in Walt Disney World for the fiftieth, you guys got fifty statues of all these characters. Right. For the Disney one hundred, <laughs> we got a Mickey and Minnie. Not even like the Fab Five. And they're Mickey's in a prime spot, but Minnie's just off to the right by Tomorrowland. It almost doesn't make any sense why she's there by herself. Uh, why not scatter those characters throughout the park? I mean, for the 50th, each ride attraction had, or a lot of the key original attractions had a gold um, mm-hmm. vehicle. You could have done a platinum vehicle. So there's, for me, they could have did a little bit more. They put a lot of emphasis on the food. And the merch, which is obviously going to bring money. I'm all for that. But I think the way you get excited by merch is by the ambiance of what you're seeing. And you want to take that piece of that magic home. So you buy the merch. And I felt like just the overall ambiance of Disney 100 was kind of missed. So they need, they definitely need to flex that a little bit more. Um, but overall, it was a nice change to what we have been seeing in the parks. Okay. Sam, Cole, any more questions? I I don't think that they needed, like, I feel like they are focusing on, like, so much of the food. Like, we listened, and it was no fault of Brianna's. It was a long list. But, like, for a half hour the other night, or 45 minutes, we were listening, half hour probably, we were listening to all the food. And I feel like instead of doing do quality over quantity mm-hmm. like don't have so many things make it so it's available and you are bringing to light some of the favorites right like and have versatility don't just make yes. it we're doing foods we want merch right. like we yes. want ears we want yes spirit jerseys yes. well they have all we that want- that's all purple and platinum it's it's insane how much they have 
but it's not at like there's not as many options. Okay, that makes I got gotcha. you. Yeah, like spend it on other things and or don't on experiences. Make it all right. Yeah, like it's all purple. Like as far as the merch goes, I would have liked to have seen some traditional things. Like I haven't gone, so I speak off of what I've heard and what I've seen from you know social media and from friends go back like this is a time especially coming off of such um an emotional three-year time Mm -hmm. where we all pondered on like the meaning of our life and what and what we really want to make out of it like give us some tradition give us give us some of that like don't make it cheap don't oversaturate be classy with it you have more than any other time in the hundred years, you have adults literally going bankrupt to go and get all the fabulous things and to do all the fabulous things. And we have all these offerings. Don't make it cheap. Go less. So our quality is better. That's where I'm at. We also don't recommend going bankrupt. No. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like so many (laughs) was more just me being dramatic. Um, And I'm sure you're going to talk about Wondrous and World of Color. So I won't steal your thunder on that. Um, But I just feel like they're really focusing on some of this food that it's so many things. And just, I don't know, bring it back a bit. Did you did you catch either one of the shows, Lewis? I I, I did catch Wondrous, not at the park, but I did see Wondrous. And mm-hmm. if they can bring that magic they they gave to Wondrous, the fireworks, the projectors of all the character stuff like that, I would have liked to see more character representation. I mean, heck, you could have brought out more costumes. You could have. I mean, when me, Tiff, and our kids went for the holiday parade, it was the media day for the holiday parade. And we saw characters that we haven't seen either right. in years or at all walking down the parade route all day. I mean, you could have did that. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole day, I think we saw two characters outside of like the regular area. So you obviously have Mickey and the crew up on the hub. And then you have Winnie the Pooh and them in uh, Critter Country. But like there was no other real characters that we saw that day. Heck, seeing the reflections from... Uh, uh, what is it? Sweetheart's Night. There was so many characters. Mm-hmm. They missed an opportunity to bring characters out. If they could have brought out what Harmonious or not Harmonious, um, Wondrous did for the fireworks show in the parks, it would have been a grand slam. I have not seen World of Color one yet. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of World of Color just because you got to have like a nice stable seat to really get a nice overall view of the whole thing. But um, if they can bring back what Wondrous did in the fireworks show in the parks that would be a home run for them. I still felt that there was so much new content. Like I liked the references and I liked the way that they brought it all together, but we want the classics. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it was new stuff that was brought forward rather than our classics. Like the classics were there, but they were just kind of on the sides where you've got, and Kanto or something else, just like the a lot of Moana. Or, I saw a lot of Moana, Moana which yeah. I love all of those yeah. things, but really bring back like we're celebrating your 100 years. Right. Like, give us more, more of that. I want to hear more of his voice. Right. I would have liked to have heard some of those big players 
I, I there was things that I was hoping for. Yes, the beginning of the Wonder Song was amazing, and of course the show itself was amazing. Here I'm sounding like dirty water, right? Dog water, um, like negative Nelly. But like I we were switching roles here. But like I just I would have liked more classic. Like, Winnie the Pooh at the me, end, I thought was bring the Bring me best. some feels. Bring me some feels. Yeah. I thought the Winnie the Pooh ending was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and like, I don't, dis- don't say it's over. And he's like, but is that it? You know, and I thought that was great. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I think the hard part is, though, is we want the originals, but kind of like, and I was going to share this when Sam was sharing the Black History Month. I wish it wasn't such a hard line between what they want to do and don't want to do. Like Black History Month, I feel like there's so much more content and culture there. But the way it's labeled as Black History Month almost just sounds a bit degraded. We have Lunar New Year going on right now. And that just seems like the most magical thing going on. Just the way it's, you hear Lunar New Year, you're like, oh, that's, that's amazing. But then you hear Black History Month and there's such a stigma to it. Like it just needs to seamlessly blend. And I think that's what Disney's afraid of is seamlessly blending some of the classics that may be controversial. But we're trying to take real life situations out of an animated feature mm-hmm. or even a real life feature. And we're not willing to take those and chance on it. Like the company was built off those animation pieces. Why not utilize them? But then again, it's a slippery slope because if you put those uh, cartoons, those characters or stories out there, it becomes a controversial thing. People start bad mouthing Disney. There's no seamless or transparency with a lot of things that are either culturally okay or not culturally okay, okay at those times, not okay this time. So I agree with you, and I wish there was a lot more representation of all the animation characters, or at least to a certain extent. I mean, but unfortunately, there's that that gray zone. If they bring in Jungle Book, oh, well, that was about this, or that was about that. It's like, come on. Yeah. Can we just realize it's about and the that's movie? A hard, not- yeah. That's a hard position for them to be in. Like, and I definitely respect that, that, but I agree, like, all of these things should be celebrated. And you're right, it does take on that negative, that negative stigma about it, and it shouldn't. Let's celebrate it. Like, let's celebrate it. Anything, it's an opportunity to celebrate growth and change. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, wrapping up, Disney 100, Lewis, 8 out of 10 for you? Yes. Okay, that's, that's solid. That's that's a good. That's a B. That just made me sad because I asked my daughter on the way to the doctor this morning, "How bad is your pain?" And she's like, "I was like on a scale of one to ten. She goes, like a medium eight. Oh, medium <laughs> eight. Oh. So hearing you say eight just sent me flash flashing back oh. to that this morning. Well, get well soon, Haley. <clears throat> okay, so let's get into. I want to talk about Sam's thing, and we'll do Disney Parks Did You Know at the very end. So, Sam, I want you to tell well, us. Well, my Did You Know leads into it. So, let's do the Did You Know really quick let's and then do, lead into hey, it. Hey, let's do Disney, Disney Parks Did You Know and then lead into <laughs> Sam's feature. What hey, do you guys think about that? we should do like a Disney Know and then like lead in and have Sam be last and lead mm-hmm. into her Disney Know. Lewis, what do you think? We what should do you do? guys think? I think so. I mean, I have a better idea, but we can go with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because he has to disagree. Um, it's his nature. Cole, go ahead with your Disney parks. Did you know? So my Disney no 
is the fact that Tomorrowland is all of the vegetation, 80% of that in Tomorrowland gets harvested every season. Hmm. And I knew that there was quite a bit of, especially in Walt Disney World, there is a lot of fabulous things that a lot of it is edible. Like the majority of the vegetation in Walt Disney World and some of the parks are all edible. And I guess in Tomorrowland, like I can see at one time that they were bringing forward like with crops and different things that we could do with that. And so I don't think I I knew or paid attention of my surroundings of just how much of the vegetation in Tomorrowland is an actual edible flower plant. So whether it's like an herbs or whether they're fruit trees or whether they're vegetables. Um, or Nicole, just do you like go around uh, tasting scenery often? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, but yes, like I just would think <laughs> like I would pay it. I do pay attention. And it's, I had a blast at Walt Disney World, like looking to see what, you know, what they had done with it and how they're repurposing and whatever have you. So I just didn't think about Tomorrowland. I don't think I've noticed. So 80% to the day, uh, Disneyland harvests, whether it's used, mm. whether it's donated, whether it's repurposed, whatever it is, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, there That's you have it, amazing. 80%. There you yeah. go. That's amazing. All right, Luce, what do you got? So my Disney, did you know? So obviously the story goes that Mickey and Minnie are not married. Uh, but one of the original voices of Mickey and Minnie, the couple that did their voices, was uh, originally married the whole time they were doing the voices. Hmm. So okay. cute. There Good stuff. There it is. Uh, mine is, um, this was on the Imagineering story, but I still think it's a cool story. It's about Disney's California Adventure. Obviously, we were talking about on Main Street View a couple weeks ago, we talked about all the CEOs, you know, that was Michael Eisner's big idea. We're going to build a park right across the street from actually in the parking lot of Disneyland 70 acres. They're going to build a park there. But did you guys know that one of the original ideas for DCA was Westcott, which was Tony Baxter's idea to have the same kind of idea as Epcot, but have a Western version of the same thing mm-hmm. in California adventure. I think yep. that's cool. It Would it have worked? Cool. It might've worked actually. I, you know, I think it would have been cool. If Tony Baxter wanted it to work, it would have worked. Which surprises me that it, it did, that he didn't get more like push to be able to do it because I've saw the, I've seen the drawings of what he came up with. I mean, this would have been great, but I like what we have now. So I'm not going to complain too much, but that's mine. Are you ready for mine? Oh, are, are we ever? You should be so ready. Oh my God. So is it better is it- than your Imagineer feature two weeks ago? Oh my Stop god, it. that was so good. It was good. so good. It was oh my blew, blew my so mind. Good. Oh, <laughs> the best ever. The the Walt Disney World Railroad in Magic Kingdom has Still four closed, right? Yes, but there are four trains that were originally built between 1916 and 1928 that have been restored to run their like original functional steam powered trains mm-hmm. from the 19 
1928. There are four of them that they interchanged. So trains from like the 1910s. Crazy. Four but, of them? That seems like it'd be so much more there, but you know, I think Disneyland has four as well. Or, you know, but but you know, they're still close, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. But that leads us into my feature this week. Instead mm-hmm. of doing an imagineering feature, I am gonna do a little bit of a history feature on Carrollwood Pacific Railroad. So for those of you who don't know, in Walt's backyard in his Holmby Hills, Los Angeles house, he had a miniature rideable train. Roger Brogy helped him build it. We know that Walt had a lifelong fascination with trains and miniature models. So that led to him wanting this miniature train in his backyard. The railroad, which became operational in 1950, was 2,615 feet long and encircled his house. The Backyard Railroad brought visitors to Disney's home. He invited them to ride and occasionally drive the miniature train. In 1953, after an accident occurred in which a guest was injured, they closed it to the public. The Carrollwood Pacific Railroad inspired Walt to include railroad attractions in the design for the Disneyland theme park in Anaheim. Railroad attractions in Disney theme parks around the world are now commonplace, like they're everywhere. Right. The barn structure that was used as the railroad's control center is now at the Los Angeles Live Steamers Railroad Museum uh, at Griffith Park. The Lily Bell, uh, which is some of the freight cars and the caboose are now on display at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. Sean, I know you talked about that before we started recording about how you literally couldn't walk away from it. Obviously, we know why it's called the Lily Bell. It's named after Walt's wife, Lillian. So... Well, the actual Lily Bell is still at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's 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 ran on the track still. Is it still operational? Yeah, I didn't know that. It is, isn't it, guys? I, it's still operational, but they don't. It's not out that much. Write it, not anymore, though. Yeah. So, did you know that when Walt was a teen, he actually worked as a news butcher on the Missouri Pacific Railway? Mm-mm. Like he worked on the railroad, selling newspapers, candy, cigars, and other things on the trains. Hmm. Yeah. So you're saying trains were a big deal to Walt Disney? They were. They were. I would have thought. Yeah. Hmm. What's your first actually, school on that? Actually, Walt uh, was a polo player, and he got hurt playing polo. So as a calmer recreational activity, <laughs> he bought some Lionel train sets in 1947. And then, like, his interest in model trains started to grow. And he was like, I hey, I need one. So he, you know, talked to... Uh, Ward Kimball, Roger Brogy, and Ollie Johnson, and they were like, let's design this thing for Walt. So he got a fully operational miniature train in his backyard, which is the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad. That's so cool. And it's, yeah, the 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 train is at the museum, and it's the coolest thing. It's probably it's probably one of my favorite parts of that. Of that. The backyard train is, is at the museum. Yeah. 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 Did you know his wife also did not want it? She completely objected because yeah. she wanted she wanted to plant flowers and have a garden. Yeah, and it took up and her entire like, backyard. Yeah, I think I, I saw something that he made sure she could still plant stuff. There were spots that he made tunnels and stuff, so she was able to. You he, also he, know he catered that to her he like, like he would never. Uh, not really though, because he definitely had some a tongue in cheek like legal thing signed up for her, saying that it was his right to own and establish a railroad in his backyard. Like a tongue-in-cheek, like playful thing that he gave her, and he, his well, wife had to sign a- it, and his daughters had to witness it. 
well, you know, like the gifts from her, like for their anniversary, she he gave her a petri- freaking petrified tree as one of their gifts, and she he's like, what the hell do I do with this? And it's in Disneyland still. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. We just talk yeah. world history. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I that's like kind that of it. That's it. We did it again. Another episode. So good. Extra magic hour and so well it's about an hour because we talked for a little bit before and we had the rue show um that'll be a patreon exclusive that will definitely be a patreon exclusive if you want to see rue let us know if you want to see rue but um (laughs) yeah it was uh it was good stuff and i'm i'm thinking about ending the show the way i end the live with the the walt disney you know speech because it makes sense for this show more it does for even for the live so what do you guys think about that let's do it all right, so Nicole, Sam. Oh my God, they get to push the button. Wait, Not yet. don't hit end yet. Oh, you want to do that part? Okay. Wait, hold on. No, I'm gonna play. Yeah. I'm gonna play the ending, which is the video at the end of of you know the okay. shows, and then when that goes, bling, you hit the end button. That kind teaching, of pressure. Well, it, it's on you. We're this. teaching. You've we're teaching this. Nicole how to how to record for her I interview tomorrow. So it's totally fine. It's okay. Yeah, I always cut it off early. It's fine. So it'll okay. so it goes through the thing. Bling. It'll go bling, and then you just okay. hit the thing, and we end. We good. Lewis, Nicole, Sam, thank you all so much. All of you that listen to our stuff, thank you so much, and thank you for always supporting us for the past two and a half years. We appreciate you all, and we hope you have a magical day. Good night. happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world.